Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast. This is going to be such an exciting podcast. This is brand new. We've launched this with Christian International, Bishop Hammond, and he is here with us today. And uh, we're going to really dig into some deep leadership uh, messages, I guess, to help those in the working world. So, Bishop, welcome. Thank you, Chantel. It's a joy to be together today. Yes, um, I've been waiting for you for quite a while, and so finally we're together, and um, I wanted to talk to you about first, really the vision we have for the podcast, and why we named it, you named it actually, uh, Leadership Wisdom. Now, because, you know, the, the Bible is full of success principles and leadership wisdom, and most every, I've, I discovered in my 66 years of ministry that whether you use a biblical terminology for psychology or sales, you can put it in any kind of terminology, but the principles we use are biblical-based and are successful. If they're not biblical-based, they don't really come out too successful. So people don't realize the Bible is not just a theological book. It's not just a story about Jesus. It's, it's full of wisdom and full of insight. And Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, filled up the Proverbs with all these great statements of wisdom and insight that theologians and politicians and business people quote all the time. Like, as a man thinks in his heart, so mm -hmm. is he. You know, think and grow rich. Build a whole system mm -hmm. on that. So our people need to realize just because you're religious or you're theological doesn't mean you don't have any business sense. You know, because mm -hmm. all the business sense and wisdom and all the success principles come from the Bible. Mm, that's so good. I, uh, I remember when uh, my brother and I needed... We needed so much wisdom. We were around 33 to 35 years old. My dad died, and I can remember saying, at a young age, we're over a university of 7,000 students. We need wisdom. And so I remember uh, what Solomon did. He said he'd rather have wisdom than wealth. And we just began to deep, dig deep into Proverbs. Yeah, when I was a growing Christian and young minister, I read Proverbs a whole lot. And I always challenge any young man plans on being a success mm -hmm. for God or ready to do anything, you need to get the principles that the book of Proverbs and Psalms teaches because the New Testament gives you a lot of truth. But there are just so many truths found, and you read it in different translations, you really get some insight, some understanding on it. So that's what made me a lot mm -hmm. of insight and understanding what, what wisdom I do have. A lot of it came from the book of Proverbs. Wow, so amazing. Now let's talk about, we're going to do several podcasts with you, but this one, now that we've introduced why we're doing the podcast, because businessmen and women, they need this information that you're going to give them today. And we're going to have a lot of great people that are actually part of your ministry come on in the future and do more podcasts with us. But I think it's really cool that here I am in the corporate world for 30 years now, and you've been in the corporate world too, but now the last, what, 40 years you're in ministry, and we have connected together to build this podcast. I don't know if it's ever been done before like this. Yeah, we're pioneers. We're always starting something new, doing something new. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think obviously you're a Caleb. You know, Caleb gets excited when he, get, he got to go see some new mountains out there in the promised land. So I know you're a Caleb, definitely. Hey, Ben, we just, <laughs> we just had our conference on, and I talked about Caleb, you remember, and he mm -hmm. was, he's, when he got to his inheritance, he says, I'm 80 and five years old, 
but I'm still able to go to war. He didn't say I'm still able to rock in my rocking chair, but he said I'm able to take a sword and everybody cut heads off and ram them through <coughs> enemy. And I thought, well, I'm 85 years old and I'm still leading nations in corporate warfare against the enemy. And thank God we can keep right on going and I'm going to live till I die and fight all the way in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, that's oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, so you want to talk about maybe about your vision for the marketplace in 2020 and what you feel God's showing you, how it's all coming together because we're launching the podcast together. We're, we're doing a lot of new things that I know that God told you many years ago would happen. Yes. Uh, back in the mid-90s, God spoke to me about when we started talking about the seven nations, I mean the seven mountains and the seven cultures, and we started. And I wrote the book on Day of the Saints, and I talked about ministers in the marketplace, and now we've changed it more to Kingdom influencers and culture influencers. But made them realize that God has to use Christians in the world to accomplish it. If the church in a local church could have changed the world and brought the Kingdom of God to man, what God wants to do it. We had it done a long time ago because we got churches in every block almost, you know, around the world here. But God wants his people to know. I was talking to a minister one time, and he says, you can't tell a businessman that he has an apostolic anointing or prophetic anointing or evangelistic anointing. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. What does a person in the pulpit have that a businessman, Christian businessman, cannot have? I said, can the businessman... Can a preacher, should a preacher be born again? Oh, yeah. Can a businessman be born again? Can the, can the, can the preacher, should the preacher be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Oh, yes. Can the businessman be baptized? No, yes. So we're right down on how, can a, can a, should the preacher have a Bible? Yes. Well, can the, can the businessman have a Bible? Well, can the businessman read the Bible and understand it, or does he have to have the preacher interpret it for him? No, he can read the Bible and understand it. Can the, should the businessman move in the gifts of the Spirit, same as the pastor or the minister? Yes. Then I said, there's not a thing available to me as an apostle, uh, apostolic uh, bishop uh, in a church of over 4,000 preachers around the world that is not available to every Christian out there in outside the pulpit. And so that's what we've been trying to educate. You need taught, trained as much as preachers need to be taught and trained to be preachers. You need to be a mm -hmm. Christian businessman. You need to be a kingdom person that knows the principles operates there's two ways to be successful and to get rich in this world the world's way and god's way and too many people start off god's way and then they you know and i say that's the engine of gas and then they start converting over to the and, and implementing the world's way and that's diesel you just can't mix diesel and gas it'll start chug chug chugging the car along and pretty soon it stops and I've seen so many business people say, God, I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to be faithful. You help me in my business, and I'm, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give glory to your name. Then they start making success and success and success, and then they start dropping off them like the children of Israel did after, you know, they were well at the end, got over their enemy. And, and, and they start mixing, you know, world in with the biblical principles, and they get diesel and gas engines and plug it all up and power it all up. So we're trying to help people be successful because some of the most successful people were in the Bible. Uh, Abraham was rich, Isaac was rich, Jacob was wealthy, Solomon was the wealthiest person ever lived on planet Earth and all of that. But it, God doesn't mind Christians having money as long as money doesn't have the Christian. And so what we're going to teach is principles and ways. God showed me that it's the business people like the Josephs and the Daniels that will be in key positions in the world and in nations that will affect 
of bringing the kingdom of God in. You don't have to be always the president or the head of a company or a business or a nation mm -hmm. to influence. Because uh, you can be the Esther that's at the right place at the right time to be able to save a whole race of people called the Jews that was going to be obliterated and massacred and destroyed. But she was at the right time. She interceded and she did the right thing and made a decree and followed through the principles and saved the nation. We're trying to raise up the Deborahs and the Esthers and the Josephs and the Daniels that's going to be raised up in the business world. And we've got to convince Christians that they're not the preacher's not up here and them down here. We're all in the same playing field when it comes to the spirit realm. Now, we, we're how physicians are different. You know, I'm a citizen of the United States, same as the president, but I don't have the authority. I don't have the position he has. So we have to understand fivefold ministry is a position with authority, but it doesn't mean for as a spiritual thing. It says we may all prophesy. It says man, manifestation of the spirit is given to every Christian. So we're trying to t teach businessmen, you should be one step ahead of your competition with the word of knowledge and what the word of wisdom want to do. All these are available, but they don't know how to draw upon them. They don't know how to activate them. And that's what we want to do is to teach, train, activate, and motivate them to be men of God and women of God that are demonstrating the kingdom and influence them where we can pray and, and with authority, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is mm -hmm. in heaven. And God wants to demonstrate his kingdom because Matthew 24, 14 says, Jesus can't come again until the kingdom of God is demonstrated in every nation for a witness that he is Lord, he is God Almighty, and he's, he's not a Buddhist, he's not a Muslim, he's not a modernist, he's a, he's a real person with a real life, and Christianity is not a religion, it's a life, and it's a way of living that's according to God's divine order. So that's, that's what we want to do is, is get every Christian be conscious that they can be all that the Bible says they can be, and they can do it by biblical principles. Wow, that's powerful. Do you think that we're, I think we're closer than we've ever been to move it into this new era. Do you feel it? Do you see things that are happening that are showing you that businessmen and women are starting to rise up? Yes, I'm finding it throughout the world. I travel around the world and, and they are. I, I run across a group in, I uh, forget what nation I was in, but they're developing uh, millionaire and billionaire entrepreneurs in Christianity. I mean, it's a millionaire's, multi-millionaire club kind of a ministry and they're working together to extend the kingdom of god and there's so many things going on in the business in the business world outside the church that god's doing today and i've been trying to get preachers to get a vision for the kingdom see the difference between the church and the kingdom the church usually has to do with saints inside the four walls where they think church we think about inside the four walls and you're singing worshiping praising prophesying preaching but the kingdom Jesus, Jesus came preaching the kingdom. A hundred times in the Gospels says he, the kingdom, the kingdom. And only one time did he say, I'll build my church. Now, I heard one minister in England say, well, it's not the church anymore, it's the kingdom. I said, listen, brother, Jesus said the kingdom of God's within you. He put the kingdom in the church as the church is going to demonstrate the kingdom. But the emphasis is think beyond yourself. Think beyond your local church. Think beyond your local ministry. When I go to the nations, I, ch I challenge the ministers. I challenge the business people. You're here to influence your nation. And I, I, I speak to many presidents as I go to different nations. And I'll tell you, look, you need a council of ministers that can give you counsel and wisdom from the biblical, from the Bible, from God's divine thinking. And I said, don't get modernists. Don't get these 
guys that don't believe anything and don't have anything, but get people that are dedicated to God. They want to see Jesus glorified. They want to see the kingdom come. And there is a stirring, there is awakening, because we're now already in Canaan, according to the restoration of the church. As you know, I'm a church historian and a restoration person, and I've prophesied several of the kingdom. But people need to know that God, where we're at, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're, I tell people we're in a third reformation. And the first reformation was to establish the church, birth the church, establish it, take it to the ends of the earth. That took about 300 years, 400 years. And then we went through the thousand-year falling away of the church, dark age, from 500 to 1500. Then in 1500, God started the restoration of the church. Because during that thousand years, the devil and dead religious people took every living reality in the Bible and made it the dead, formal, dead works. That's the reason the first doctrine to be restored was repentance from dead works. And so that started the restoration with the Protestant movement in 1500, and then we had the Evangelical movement in 1600, Holiness movement in 1700, Divine Healing movement in 1800, Pentecostal movement in 1900, and then we had the Restoration movement in the 50s, and then we had the Charismatic Renewal in the 60s, and we had the Prophetic movement in the 80s, and we had the Apostolic in the 90s, and then we had the Saints movement in 2007. Now we are the Third Reformation. Now the Second Reformation was to restore back into the church every truth that the devil and dead religion took from a living experience to a dead mental accent. You know, they, they didn't believe in being born again. They didn't believe in, there was no experiential. It was just all, you acknowledge your beliefs in the Catholic Church or great Eastern Orthodox, and then you're okay. But thank God that's all been restored over the last 500 years. And now we're in the Third Reformation began in 2008, we, the Third Reformation began, and it's for the purpose of taking all those truths that were restored and make sure every saint has them activated within their heart and life and can manifest them. Not just believe them in the head, but to have them to manifest. They can heal the sick. They can cast out devil. They can prophesy. They can preach. They can reveal things. They can be successful. And all five full anointings has to be in the business world, same as in the, the theological church world. And so we're, we're in the move of God that's now called the Army of the Lord movement. And now God's raising up an army. Everywhere I go throughout the world, I'm raising up an army of men and women that's out to glorify God, to demonstrate the kingdom, and restore all things so Jesus can come again. Because Acts 3, 21 says, He's held in the heavens until, 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 until the restoration of all things that God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began. And so we've been doing this for 60 years or so here, and we got and most every New Testament truth has now been restored back into the church. But now we've got to take all those truths and activate them in the saints and demonstrate the kingdom, because this gospel of the kingdom has to be demonstrated in every nation as a witness. Then, then the end shall come. You'll have sign, you'll have wars, rumors, wars, famine. Jesus said that's common stuff that will increase, but that doesn't tell you how close we are to the coming of the Lord. The way to tell how close it is, is the kingdom been preached and demonstrated, and is the church alive and active, and we reach the maturity in Christ, and are we fulfilling all things? And thank God we're part of the present day, present truth, present flow of God, and now God wants every saint to come alive and become active and become a living demonstration of who Jesus is, what he wants to accomplish, and let the kingdom come and his will be done. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. I think this is going to be really an incredible podcast for ministers, pastors. 
Um, so the last like four minutes we have, let's let's talk. Let's give key um, tips for pastors and how they can line up into this, and then let's also give some key tips to maybe those who are out there listening that are entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, and how they can line up with us. So what, what's something you can tell pastors out there that are so excited they're listening to you now, they're part of your network probably, and those on the outside, how do I get my church to line up with this new movement? Well, you, you got to establish them in the present truth. Second Peter 1.12 says, be established in the present truth. And I just took us through history to the present truth. And then you've got to have a vision that your saints are doing the work of the ministry. Fivefold ministry is given for the equipping of the saints. That's the main thing it says. So a pastors get a vision to equip the saints to be evangelists, to be teachers, to be prophetic, to be apostolic. They don't have to be an apostle or a prophet. But every, all fivefold ministry anointings should be activated in the saints for their business, for their witness, etc. So if you don't have a teaching, training, activating, equipping program in your church, and you don't give a vision for being more than just a blessed saint, too many people got to go to church just to get blessed. Thank you, Lord, I paid my dues. Now I'm, I'm, you got to take me to heaven. No, God wants to activate the church into an active members, and every saint should be as enthused about winning souls, building the church as the pastor himself. So you've got to get a training, equipping program, and we have a lot of training material for that. But we, yeah. what I found in the prophetic is people get so absorbed and bless me, prophesy to me, prophesy to me, and we get just in, inbred. We've got to have the prophetic to go out in the business world with the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophetic insight. And nothing touches a person like letting them know what God knows you, God knows what's going on with it, and God sees your situation, and that it, it turns the hearts of people. And, you know, and I try to tell people, you know, Muslims and Jews don't believe in Jesus, but they believe in prophets. You know, Muhammad was called a prophet, and they believe in prophets. So if you can go and prophesy to them and be a prophet, you can win them to Jesus because mm -hmm. they say, man, no, nobody knows that but God. And they say, yes, God loves you, and he sent Jesus to make it possible for you to be one with God and all of that. And business people need to roll that they have got as much authority in the spirit as the preacher himself. Quit, quit, quit looking at the preacher have to do everything for you, pray for you, prophesy to you. You need to start getting and going out and doing it. And people say, well, I don't know whether I will get trained. That's the reason the pastors need training programs to train people to hear the voice of God and minister the voice of God and believe that God's called you to be successful. Get rid of any pauper poverty syndrome or, or an old monastic order of thinking, the poorer I am, the more miserable I am, the more spiritual I am. Now God, the joy, joy of the Lord is our strength, and God says His Spirit's given to us to enlighten, to enable, to teach, and to instruct. I want to encourage business people, get the principles. You, you, can, you can pray, it's, it's sowing, you can sow money, and it helps, but you, if you don't practice the principles, God can't bless you. So there's principles for success. Now, even the world uses the principles, they, they get blessed. They don't know they're moving biblical principles. When I was in sales, they, 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 they gave me the outline, you know, just visualize it, believe it, confess it. Same thing we tell in the faith movement, you know. So we don't realize that these are principles. If you practice the principles, if you pray and believe, and if you sow your, your money to reap money, and you do God's will, there's no reason you shouldn't prosper. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 guarantees us if we obey the voice of God and keep his commandments, that we're, everything we touch will prosper. We'll have the golden touch. Other than God having to take us through a process to develop the character and nature of Christ in us, like I 
covering my new book on God's highest calling. Other, other than that, you should, that's God's will, that you be in health and prosper, that you be a testimony of God's grace and God's prosperity and all of that. So it, it, it's, they just need to get around and if, they, if they'll follow our principles that we teach these next few podcasts, and they'll just follow, it'll get born of God with them. It'll get, that seed will take hold, and it'll sprout, and you can have the seed there, but if you don't water it, it's not going to sprout. I was raised on a farm. You can put seed in the ground, but if it's dry ground, until they get some water, it's not going to sprout and come up. And so we're going to be putting the seed, we're going to put the water, and then we're going to plow you, and then we're going to prune you and work with you until you're productive. Amen. Mm, that's powerful. That is a great vision. I think the same thing for these podcasts. A powerful information is going to be given. So, how I, you mentioned that you have all this training material for for churches, for pastors, um, they can find all that information and business people at christianinternational.com, right? Right. And uh, they can, like, get it started with all of the things that you have. You have an incredible team there that can help them online yes. get set up. Yeah, we've got teaching to how to hear the voice of God, how to know that we got teachers on principles, and we're going to work on this podcast, and you got this program going where we're going to start teaching the principles of success. I know it's in the world, but Christians need to think they got to go be worldly to do it. No, no, it's based in the Bible, <laughs> and That's right. I, I, I read uh, uh, a man's book called Success to a Positive Mental Attitude, I think, William Johnstone, William Stone or something like that. And I was reading, and man, I, I put four or five scriptures on every page. So man, then I found out later he's a born-again Christian, and he wrote all these biblical truths, but he put them in business terminology. And, <laughs> yeah, and you, you, can put it, you can put it in psych psychology terminology, you can put it in business terminology, yeah. put it in sales terminology, but truth is truth. That's the reason Jesus says you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That's the reason a psychologist can counsel somebody and, and talk and talk until they bring out a problem and they see the truth about it, then it sets them free. You know, it's not just that you cast out a demon or heal. It's truth. When you see the truth about yourself, about your life, what you went through, how the God was working for you, it, it takes away the condemnation, confusion, and all that you went through and sets you free. And the truth is what we're going to be giving. Truth, truth, truth from the, from the mouth of God himself as he wrote it down. Amen. Amen. And that master class you're talking about is something we teamed up together. I uh, give corporate um, uh, leadership tips based on Christian principles. Christ uh, I talk about leaders in the Bible, how they were incredible leaders, like you mentioned earlier, David, uh, Joseph, Joshua. And I think we're even hoping to maybe start a, um, a seminar with these master class uh, success principles, right? Yes. Sometime in the future, we had we had we had a success seminar way back in the mid '90s. We had um, with a guy that ran for president. Um, trying to think, it was in West or something. I don't remember what. We had him. We had several business people there, and we talked about business success and different things. But uh, the church is alive and active today, and it's alive in the business world and the corporate world. And I tell you, there's people in sports getting saved, in business, in government, all over. But we got to get them activated. We got to get them activated. Mm -hmm. And 90% of the churches do not tell 
the saints, the people, that they can do everything they can do right out there where they're at. And the Holy Spirit doesn't just work inside the church. He works with you on the job, anywhere. But they've never been taught that you can trust the Holy Spirit to speak to you, a word of knowledge. If you're interviewing somebody, the way you learn to get a witness mm -hmm. of the Spirit. Everything may look good, sound good, but that little thing goes off inside here and says, hmm, there's something not right. So don't make any commitment till you check it out a little more. You know, you've had that happen to you. And yes. different ones have. So really, they, the, the Christians should be the most successful people on planet Earth. But we yeah. haven't been taught the principles. It's like making a cake. You can put 90% of the right stuff in there, but if you said, was it a cup of salt and a spring and a powder, or was it, and you put a cup of salt in and just a spring and a powder, nobody's going to eat that cake. And so we <laughs> got to get all the principles together in proper proportion. And that's what I told the that's people. Good. Successful church, you can have the praise, you can have the worship, you can have the preaching, you can have that. But if you're missing two or three ingredients, your church may not grow. You got a lot of the ingredients. You got to have all the ingredients in proper proportion in a cake. And I don't make cakes, but you women do probably. And you know, and you have to have the right amount. And too many That's people, right. you know, I could go to Heather here and say, Heather, you make a beautiful cake. Now watching us, okay, milk, flour, sugar. What else? Tell me some cream, uh, uh, eggs. Uh, baking powder, flour, and I said, mm -hmm, yeah, 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 oh God, I got it. I go home, I said, oh, was it one egg or two, or three or four, what different, was it, was it one teaspoon of baking powder? Uh, I don't know, just, I got all the ingredients, but not in the right proportions, and you're not going to have anything that anybody wants to partake of, and so we're going to have people try to get, not only just know what to do, but when, where, how, and to what extent, how you get it balanced, you know, I mean, you you got to have the right proportions. You can go to a church that's all praise, and you have people enjoy praise, but you're not going to bring many souls saved. Or you go someplace that's all preaching and no worship, and they go to other places all witnessing and, and no worship. You got to have all of it in proper. We have one of our ministers. I ask him, oh, you know, he's got a good church, Brother Robert J. Uh, almost a thousand people before the hurricane blew a third of them away. You know, but. Uh, uh, you know, and I said, I think the difference in your church is you have that you have. Same thing as other people, but you have it more properly proportioned. And you've got to have it properly proportioned, the visitation, the demonstration, the worship, the teaching, that, you know, the, uh, all that you, you, you can't, if you get it properly proportioned, everybody wants to come and eat your cake. So we're going to be doing that in the days mm. to come and asking That's questions right. clarifying things. All right, so Bishop, we've run out of time, so we're going to actually do a couple more podcasts. So those who are listening, stay tuned because these podcasts come out every week or so, and you'll be able to hear Bishop on the next couple podcasts. But um, Bishop, thank you again. Okay, God bless you. Looking forward to wonderful working together. Amen. Love you too. Amen. For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.